when you were fixing your um, mic, Christian, I already told Dylan what the clip is going to be for this episode, and okay. I can't wait, I can't wait for you to find out. Just for the Welcome into another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. It's KB, it's Dylan, it's Christian, and Christian ready to throw his laptop out the window. Uh, <laughs> we've got a fun show for you guys. The Ted Lasso Season 3 uh, binge continues. we got episodes 3, 4, and 5 this week uh, because... Today was just a day, and the boy got his car looked at and was trying to get air conditioning for, in his car for the first time in three years. That's wild to me. It's been that long. You are a trooper. <laughs> some people are saying, not I, some <coughs> are saying I deserve a Purple Heart. I, my bravery, my heroics, and my courage. You definitely deserve to get some kind of medal pinned on your chest by someone with a much higher salary and government clearance than me. Yes, I will. I will agree. Now, it is just because I am going to war on the sun and the heat. So it may be just a red heart because that's how my skin looks after I exit my car every time that I'm in this blistering heat without air conditioning. But I digress. Uh, we got Ted Lasso. We're going to do a little... Little fun inspir- inspiration uh, from a tweet that I saw earlier today, and do some trilogy rankings uh, across the board of movies. Um, very fun tweet that I saw that inspired that, and then yeah. we'll get into the latest across the streaming platform multiverse news and notes. Brought to you by our friends at Kenwood Beer. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Streamer SZN, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. TikTok, it's streamer season pod. Um, make sure you follow Christian on Twitter at the Wiz underscore PHI. Follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola and follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow, helps more people find underground sports Philadelphia. And to stay engaged with the show, Dylan, say the line for the people. The line is in those beautiful YouTube comments, which you can get by subscribing to our channel, or in those reviews you release across the multitude of uh, streaming service platforms. You are to leave recommendations on what TV or movie the three of us are to dissect next. Um, as I always say, it can be anything, so just drop those suggestions. 
And you can also leave it in the YouTube comment section at youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show, every show on our network, clips, live streams, shorts, original content, hopefully some interviews uh, along the way, all that good stuff. All original video content goes on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We are currently sitting at 522 subscribers. Need to get to 600 before the end of this month. And DJ, it's looking like Alaska for you, pal, because the people are not subscribing at a rate that they needed to before your birthday. Uh, so he's going to be flying from Gillette Stadium to Alaska. Um, also, go get your merch, phiapparel.co. You will stand out in the crowd, whether you're going to the movies to do your Barbenheimer uh, experience, whether you're going to uh, Netflix and chill with that special someone, or you're having a family movie or show night, you'll stand out in your streamer season merch. Go to phiapparel.co and use code UNDERGROUND. You get 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here at Streamer Season and Underground Sports Philadelphia. So go get your merch, phiapparel.co, code UNDERGROUND, 10% off any and all merch orders. Let's get into it. Ted Lasso, Season 3, Episode 3, titled 451. Uh, Richmond enjoys an unprecedented five-game winning streak with Zava on the team. Uh, culminating in a win away at Old Trafford against Manchester United. Sam takes the team to celebrate at his yet-to-open Nigerian restaurant, Ola's. Ted is disturbed to learn that his ex-wife, Michelle, is dating their former couples therapist, Dr. Jacob. Both Sharon and Sassy validate his concern. That is an ethical violation. Jamie feels overshadowed by Zaba's stardom. Roy offers to train him. Rebecca visits her mother's psychic, Tish, who tells her she will one day be a mother. And Rebecca angrily rebuffs Tish as a fraud, but is later stunned when Sam hands her one of her, uh, hands her one of the green matchbooks he is giving out to the team, in line with one of Tish's premonitions. And Colin introduces his boyfriend Michael to the team uh, as just a friend, but Trent spots them kissing in private while leaving the restaurant. Quite the episode. Quite a lot of storylines introduced in this one. Um, lots of twists and turns and backstabbings and relatabilities. Um, thoughts on, on episode three, four, five, one. Uh, I like this episode. I thought it was very interesting, the plot lines they opened up. I, I think we'll talk about it as we go on. I think some of the plot lines kind of, I don't want to say fizzled, but they didn't you know, uh, reached the point I ho hoped or thought they would, but no, I think it was a pretty intuitive episode. And I really do like a lot of the topics. Uh, I didn't think that the start of a bromance between <coughs> and Roy Kent was gonna brew, but you know, things happen. Um, so yeah, no, I think there's elements I really do really did enjoy. I would say I, I echo a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that Dylan said, but at the same time, uh, I do kind of think that, aside from storylines, that this this episode does go out of its way to focus on a very political storyline in in one specific way, which it it works with the character, but it feels forced. It feels like somewhat forced in terms of like. 
we're doing it during this period of time. So, and because of what's going on in the world, let's do this. And like it, it didn't feel as natural as it could have been. So that that that's that's one of the things that kind of stuck out to me. But I do want to try some of the food at Sam's restaurant. Yes. It looks good. It does. Um, I thought this episode was good. I thought there was a lot of, you know, just story plot line twists with different characters, um, which, again, they just continue to do well in this show. Um, so, yeah, I, I had no true complaints, really, um, with this one. Uh, but, Dylan, I'll start with you, your score for episode three. I think like an 8.9. I, I think it's solid. I, I, I don't think I'll ever give that many episodes. There's like one episode I'll end up probably giving like a bad score to it now I'm thinking about it. But no, an 8.9. I think it was solid. I, I, I liked it. I'm going to consider, I'm going to continue my my trend of, of scoring episodes to be not not as high as Dylan, but not negative Nancy. I'm going to say about a 7 because I feel like it's good. But it's, but it's more of a setup episode that kind mm-hmm. of set, sets up how a bunch of things will branch, branch, branch off, and that it it didn't feel like a like an, an episode I will always remember from the show. So it kind of didn't. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one an eight point one. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It was solid. It moved the the story along and did have a lot of setup to it. Um, so the quick math, it's 24. You know, it's funnier than 24. 25. <laughs> the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> you don't know. That was I'm, so I'm perfect. Just... We have the second clip for this show. <laughs> I sat back down and realized I forgot to mute my mic. <laughs> as 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 soon as I sat back down and I saw that my red light was on, I'm like, oh fuck! I can't there believe goes, I've done there this. There goes Dylan. I can't believe I've done this, mate. Uh, what the uh, what the hell's happening? Uh, <laughs> as soon as I sit back down. I see you guys, Kathleen, and the red light on. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I, did the, uh, uh, I did the quick math. It was 24. I dropped the, you know what's funnier than 24? 25. And then you blew your nose. To which I then went into the owner of the white sedan. You left your lights on. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. <laughs> The quick math, though, it's an I, 8 out of 10 for episode 3. I'm sorry that I've been dealing with a head cold for the past few days. I'm sorry for you. I hate those. Uh, Shout out to your head cold for creating content. <laughs> Fuck my head cold, man. I hate it. I hate this shit. Oh, uh, that's too good. Uh, you know what's even funnier? 21? The overall episode that episode three of season three no. is for Ted Lasso is twenty five. Oh fuck's sake! I can't believe I've done this. I can't believe I've done this, man. I can't believe it. 
Uh, let's get into episode four. It's titled Big Week, not to be confused with Nick Fury's Big Week. Uh, Ted asks Sassy out on a date, but she declines, telling him that he likes her, is a mess, and that they are better off remaining friends with benefits. Keely meets Jack, the woman running the VC company that invested in her PR firm. Richmond prepares for their much-anticipated match against West Ham, with Ted and Nate not having seen each other since the latter's acrimonious departure from <coughs> Richmond. Uh, unbeknownst to Ted, Nate privately regrets uh, the way he left Richmond, but Rupert tells Nate to quash his concerns. Uh, Trent uncovers camera footage of Nate tearing Ted's believe sign in half, falling off a chair, looking like an absolute lunatic. Yeah, understatement. <laughs> he he looked like he was uh the the ragtag tag along senior part of the senior prank that can't get the job done. Yeah, that's yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, which Beard and Roy used to rile up the team against West Ham, but Richmond's aggressive play in the second half of the match results in three red cards and ultimately a heavy loss. Rebecca notices Rupert flirting with uh, his assistant after the match and tells him to stop. Ted calls Michelle to voice his concerns about her relationship with Dr. Jacob. Wild episode. Wild. Lots, lots, yeah. of, uh, lots of plot thickenings, if you will, uh, from this one. Talk about a big week. It certainly was. Um, Christian, your thoughts on the big week? This was one of the messier episodes of the of the season, and and people have called this this a bad season of a bad season of TV, and episodes like this are where I kind of see where that's co coming from, because it's it's com compared to the first two seasons. Episodes like this especially feel very messy and disjointed, and we've talked about all these storylines coming out. And it's like, oh, we're just bringing we're we're just bringing back uh, cheating uh, che uh, cheating Rupert style again. And it's like, oh, oh okay, sure, yeah, mm -hmm. but it, it's like I had fun watching, but it's messy. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I still, I think, like the overarching thing here is I, I always enjoyed, I enjoyed each episode, but I do agree with what Christian said. Like, I would, I'm gonna when I rate this in a second, it's gonna be lower. Um, the only thing I'll have to add is I'm so conflicted now that I'm reflecting on watching it. Like, I like how they handle the Nate storyline, but I also don't because at the same time, I don't know. But um, like, like will will. We'll touch on this when when Nate kind of finally does his turn, Dylan. Yes. But I feel like the turn is the weirdest part. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's probably a good way to put it. But the 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 turn is so sudden and weird. Like like how how he ends up coming back makes sense. All of this stuff here makes sense. It's mm -hmm. just the middle portion of the entire thing where it's like, why? Yeah. Yeah, so leading up to that, it's kind of mad. But yeah, I think the episode's fun. I think it touches on some good points and brings up some important things, but it definitely lacks as much direction as episodes in this very season and of prior seasons. 
Definitely felt like a like a episode that wants to just get reactions out of everybody yeah. for all of the stuff that they did and had occur. Um, like I didn't hate it, but I I kind of agree. Like this one was like a little muddy. It was a little um, too much packed into one episode and mm-hmm. some stuff that you didn't necessarily need. But still a solid episode, I think across the board. Um, this one was. Written, yeah, written by uh, Roy Kent himself, Brett Goldstein. Um, your your score, Christian, for episode four, the big week of season three of Ted Lasso. For me, it's an unfortunate. We'll call it like a six, seven. Like it's, it's probably my my least favorite one from the season. But it's like still not it's not an objectionable episode of TV like other things we've watched. I I think that's fair. I'm gonna be a little I, I love Ted Lasso, we all know that, so I'm gonna go a little higher, but I'm gonna go out lower with my other scores. I'm gonna say it's like a seven point four for me. It's the same thing. Like I wouldn't tell someone to skip it or like, oh, wait till you get to that episode, but I'm not also gonna rant about it because there are several other episodes there's like 12 other episodes across the three seasons that are better than this so <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna give it a 7.5 like perfect right down the middle um which gives it a 21.6 you divide that by three that equals a 7.2 out of 10 which is still pretty darn good on our scale of grading things and the final episode uh for this breakdown is episode five of season three titled signs uh, Richmond suffers a seven-game winless streak since their loss to West Ham. Rebecca visits a fertility clinic after noticing another of Te- uh, Tish's premonitions coming true, but learns that she is no longer fertile. Ted learns his son got in trouble for bullying another student, but that is reassured nuts. when Henry shows remorse. That was nuts, though. For a brief second, I was like, whoa, where is this going? <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, Keely fires Shandy after her antics lead to the firm losing a client. She and Jack grow closer and end up getting drunk and having sex in the office. Nate takes a famous model on a date to a taste of Athens, his favorite restaurant, but she leaves out of disinterest. Nate later bonds with a waitress named Jade. Zava fails uh, to show for the Manchester City game, forcing the team to play without him, which ultimately they end up losing. Following the game, Zava announces his retirement, leading Ted to make a speech (laughs) suggesting Zava's departure will benefit the team as it will encourage them to regain their belief in themselves and maybe in avocados. Which, which, which that, which that felt like a very, that felt like a very Zlot, a very Zlot time thing that could happen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, checks out. It yep. does check out. I feel like episode five is kind of more or less what Kyle said about four in terms of like going for reactions. But at the same time, I feel like it was more cohesive than four. You know, like yeah. I feel like five definitely flowed a lot better. And I feel like some of the storylines that touched on uh, were good. Like, for example, my girlfriend watched the show with me and she called the Keely and Jack thing right away. I'm blind. Oh, I, yeah. I, I saw that coming a mile away as soon as I, I saw them I, still I, swigging I saw that it, drink. I, I saw it. T- no, I'm saying like, she called it like episodes ago. Like, when oh. Deuce. I was like, whoa, good eye. But I guess there's something there. But my point is like, 
it made more sense and things came together and i feel like the topics and this one were like better laid out and better for the show and uh, and everyone likes foreshadowing and signs and that kind of nature so that appeals to me yeah it's 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 a it it's not as messy of an of, of an episode but but it also has like a few more amusing bits and it and I feel like we kind of just should note how how it's kind of like Zava basically pops in for four episodes of this season and then pops out mm-hmm. until we get the joke at the end, Dylan. Yeah. And it's kind of just like it feels random and thrown in last minute type 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 of thing. Like would 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 we're 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 doing this for four episodes and we never hear from him again. Like, re, re, really, when it was so core to the whole start of the season. Yeah, but, that's a good way to put it. Actually, Ted Lasso. Now I'm thinking about it. Is almost a TV show that I would personally say, like they they ended it a little too. Like I like I guess when Kyle watches like, it, things the, conclude, but it almost does feel rushed in some way. Like. Like so, the 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 biggest thing with this final series, final season, and we'll keep talking of this as they go through is they try and do way too much in in terms of telling stories about too many people and going in going into the relationships and and everything. That being said, there is one episode I don't remember if it's the next one or 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 the one after that that I think is one of the one of my favorite episodes of the series. So, yeah, I felt like some of the stuff felt rushed, <coughs> felt forced in a way. You know, the, the Keely and Jack thing kind of just like, oh, let's throw a, a corkscrew in into you know this one, and you know well, the I, I would, retirement. I would counter you. I would counter your your Keely Jack point by by so like. It doesn't surprise me that it 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 doesn't surprise me about Keely, but I wasn't overall like expecting that. So the, the Zava retirement felt rushed. Yes, um, but overall, again, like another good episode. Like Nate just being proven time and time again, he's just a loser <laughs> getting. Boom, 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 boom. Is Nate, Nate, Nate is a loser though. I, I, I do think Zava deserved <coughs> better if he stayed on the team in a capacity and almost like was forced to ride the pine because they realized they're better without him. That would have been like a more interesting and realistic scenario than like eventually he can play again because he learns some sense of teamwork from like not playing, but rather they just write him off in a weird, hilarious avocado farming way, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, whatever, I guess. Even, even, even then, like one, like you, you could just have him disappear and have no one know where he is until like the last episode or two of episode or two of of the season, and then you basically have every every week Higgins is trying to figure out where 
trying to figure out where Zav is. Like that's that's yeah, more fun and stuff than up. like guys a goat. <laughs> then then like just going, Oh yeah, he's retiring and making all the cars. It's like really? We 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 yeah. just did all of this for that? Yeah, that that I've been cool. Like you're a bit have him disappear, and then like the last game shows up fully dressed. Like I'm back, coach. I'm like what? What? Where no. were you? Yeah. And no, no, no. But don't. He also comes with the thing that was in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Christian, I'll start with you. Your score for episode five of season three of Ted Lasso signs. Uh. What 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 they give episode three? Uh, three you gave a seven, and then the last one you gave a six seven. He tried so to give this, so I give this this a six nine. Nice, I see what you did. Nice. Sex happens, you give it a six nine. I guess by that logic, then I would have to go, I'd have to go with like an eight to split the difference because I went eight point nine the first one, and then I went seven point five. So I'll go like eight. Yeah, I am gonna give uh, this episode. I think I'm gonna give it a seven eight. Seven eight is gonna be my score. Twenty two point seven. You divide that by. How does Dylan keep disappearing? Get your shit together, homie. Come on. <laughs> get get your get your device of choice under control, there, partner. <laughs> Me. Yes, you. You uh, boy. So the quick math uh, rounds up to a 7.6 out of 10 for episode 5 of season 3 of Ted Lasso. Let's move along to our trilogy rankings, which is inspired by fun tweets brought to you by our friends over at Tomahawk Shades. You're going to hurt The best me. small batch eyewear <laughs> in the game. You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com or actually you can go to the App Store and download the all new Tomahawk Shades app. Where just by downloading the app, opening it up, you can claim a free pair of sunglasses. They also Ooh. have their warehouse sale going on right now for five, ten, and fifteen dollar warehouse surprise boxes that range anywhere from fifteen to one hundred dollar values. They've got their sunglasses, the blue light glasses, the prescription lenses. They're all available in the app or at tomahawkshades.com. And when you go to checkout, use promo code USP. For 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP for 25% off at TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app. Uh, so this, I got inspired by this today when I logged on to the, the tweet machine, the old RIP bird app. Um, at Blu-ray Angel on the tweet machine. Um, I think I may have seen this tweet tweeted be honest is guardians of the galaxy a better trilogy than the dark knight trilogy okay i, I did um, not see this so God. that inspired me to just think of all possible trilogies that we could throw into God, this so, kind of blender so for, um but i'll i'll start with this and get your guys opinions is guardians of the galaxy a better no. trilogy than the dark knight trilogy no i even the last guardians but i will i will Bet you all the money in my wallet right now that the answer is still no to that. Uh, it, it, so, A, it doesn't reach the peak of the Dark Knight tr 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 trilogy. Like, it, it is 
it it has better overall consistency. And like, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of Batman Begins, but I still think I like it more than the first Guardians film. And then I consider Guardians Two and Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rise is a wash. So, I um, I love this response tweet from at. Emmy underscore future um, Emmanuel Ariaga tweeted um, <laughs> it's a picture of J. Cole with a lyric from his song Middle Child that says they act like two legends cannot ex- coexist <laughs> that is true <laughs> I think these trilogies like it's tough to compare them in the first place because they are such different types of trilogies too like everyone remembers how iconic the Dark Knight is obviously for multiple reasons between Christian Bale himself, Heath Ledger's Joker, Two Face, uh, you know, just a, a brilliant movie. Yeah, what's the actor's name? Aaron Eckhart, right? I mm-hmm. believe that's his name. Yeah, he kills it in that movie. And then everybody it. loves Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Everybody loves that that just build up I'm and everything. Wearing a mask. That's why I love the Batman. Quite frankly so. Like I literally have this poster. I have a Heath Ledger poster <laughs> over there to my right. Um but like people forget that like Kyle just said, like the actor who played Two Face literally kills that role as well. He's he's great. And there are so many other <clears throat> characters. His name is Aaron Eckhart, I said sir. That, I said that when you when you when you blew your nose, good sir. Apologies. <laughs> um it's all good. You didn't know you didn't hear. Uh but my point is he literally it gives us all. He kills it. And Christian Bale, like there are so many people that are able to like coexist and just you know, that that's it makes a great environment of a great film and I do agree with what Christian said I do think the third one is kind of like yeah but I like the first two a lot and I I, I guiltily like the third one my gripe that I go into it is just stupid but my point is that it's, it's a beautiful trilogy but so is well from what I've seen because I haven't seen the third one I suck <laughs> Guardians for me two thirds of it wonderful. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two Thirds. <laughs> yeah. um, me personally, like I think the Guardians trilogy number one is the best trilogy in the entire MCU as a collective trilogy. I could agree with that. Mm. Wait, uh, what, what, uh, what I would, I, I would maybe counter with Captain America, like, 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 like. That's... Sure, but I have, I have a counter to your counter. Sure, Iron but, Man. but, but, because, because. I feel like Winter Soldier and Civil War stand out as like probably two of the better MCU films, and then you can take your leave. Uh, first, first Avenger. Say this. That's I've... that's my counter to your counter. Is while Civil War is very fun, very different from what Civil War is in the comics, but it's a fun movie. It's an introduction of two like incredible characters that are beloved in the MCU. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a Captain America movie. Like, that feels like it should have been titled in an, an Avengers movie. Um, but you're playing semantics there. But that's just how I view the third Captain America movies. Like, it doesn't feel like yeah. the first two Captain America movies, where it is a storyline based around Captain America and, like, his happenings. It is more so, like, Avengers infighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Iron Man discussion. I think the Iron Man trilogy is heavily underrated. 
Um, well, I, I said Iron Man because the way I look at it, in my opinion, is I think the two that you brought up are perfect examples because they are superhero films, but they do not feel like superhero films at times. They are standalone like films or worlds. Like Obviously, Nolan's more so than the Guardians because you know, his universe never obviously got connected to anything. But to most of an extent, Guardians is its own entity as well, which is why I like that. And so, so is the Captain America for the most part, but there are some throw-ins. And same thing with Iron Man. Iron Man a little bit of Nick Fury, a little bit of Scarlett Johansson, but she's really not. You don't really know who she is unless you like know the comics. To that point, watching it, so th- those three, in my opinion, for superhero terms, are very good trilogies because they very much just feel like their own, like its own entity at face value, and it like very loosely connects into other things. And I think whereas some I, do. I think I say, and we we don't need to talk about Thor because two of the th- two of the four fell flat on their face. Um, nope. the The reason I say Guardians is the best overall MCU trilogy is it collectively continues to tell the story of the characters and like progresses their own plot line along, while also having stops along the way in other properties that don't necessarily come from the the trilogy themselves but it fills in those connected points and gives you kind of more backstory more gray area filler um you know when they show up in infinity war Endgame, when they show up in thor 4 at the beginning like you get that you know from it the guardians of the galaxy holiday special like those are just kind of like fill in the areas of where have the guardians been but I feel like from Guardians 1 to Guardians 2 to Guardians 3, they are almost like their own standalone trilogy where they tell the story of your characters that are involved uh, across the board. And that's why I think it stands in my book as the best overall trilogy um, in the MCU. I think the the Nolan Batman movies are a phenomenal trilogy. And it's, it's just like, it's like comparing tomatoes and potatoes. Like, they're they're two different kind of genres and like Dylan said like the the Christian Bale Batman movies were never a a universe type thing where the guardians are a piece of a larger scaped thing so it's tough to to do that as well um but I wanted to throw in some other trilogies if you guys thought of any obviously one of the most notorious is Star Wars has like three trilogies um yeah I'm gonna talk about the OG one, the 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 first two. <laughs> we'll skip the more recent one. Star Wars, I think you know, the original three Star Wars movies, four, five, and six, are like regarded as unbelievable in terms of of the trilogy uh, zeitgeist of discussion with movies. You know, that is like where a lot of things you know, built up to, and then obviously you go backwards in time to do one, two, and three. Um, and then you go forward and you get seven, eight, and nine. Um, but I think four, five, and six are S tier trilogies for star, for the star Wars movies that they're up there in terms of just overall movie trilogies. I think you have to rank them high just because a lot of people in the industry that we're talking about accredit them for inspiring them to who they are today. I mean, we just talked about him. I believe Christopher Nolan is on the book saying he would have interest in doing a Star Wars film. 
um, which would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe he could make one that I would actually want to watch again. Uh, but no, the the original, so many actors and writers and directors and, and people, anyone can credit Star Wars for who they are today, like the OG ones and like their vision. And I think even the ones that were made when we were very, very young, um, they got shit on a lot. But now they've kind of gained a similar respect and people have learned to appreciate them. So I'm curious to see maybe if the newer ones, not for me personally, have ever reached that level as well years from now where we look back. But I personally ever won't. I hate them. But stop saying I hate them. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the first two trilogies of Star Wars are both uh, very important pieces of cinema for different reasons. Are we going to do a broader discussion of tr- trilogies? Because I have some that I want to throw out. That, yeah, that... I have a whole list pulled up right now. Okay. I have a whole list. Weirdly enough, you said trilogies, and the first thing I thought of was Brendan Fraser, The Mummies. Oh, God. <laughs> see, 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 my mind goes somewhere that I don't know if either of you will have it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked Dylan didn't bring up Die Hard 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> and I was also thinking of Tobey Maguire Christmas Spider- trilogy right there. <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I made a four and like a five. So. But uh, D- D- die, die, like die hard as a for for anyone who knows who knows who Bill who knows who Bill Simmons is. He loves to talk about how Die Hard basically created. Entire movie trip, Die Hard on a plane is Air Force One. Uh, Die Hard on a bus is Speed. And, and and it's like, see, here's the thing: if you think about it, Die Hard has spawned an entire subgenre of action films. So Bruce Willis and company are are legend are. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I would say John uh, John uh, John. John McTiernan. I know. I forgot the director's name. I didn't have the fact. I'm going to throw a wild card one out there, personally, because the first one is one of my favorite movies uh, from nostalgia and just uh, Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. That's a big one. (laughs) That's a big one. I think those three, bang, 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 like (coughs) tell a story from beginning of Andy to Andy all growing up and then you still follow along with the toys and different you know adventures and stuff um elite trilogy in my opinion I think trilogy rankings are fun just for the fact that everyone's gonna have their their own nostalgic based opinion and also inherently generally speaking in terms of movies that are one two three usually not all three are good there's usually like the you know like the meme where it's like the three dragons and like yeah, one, yeah. like like some i'm saying like a lot of trilogies can fall right? in that format i've 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 got one of those for you can i introduce you to the godfather trilogy yeah exactly <laughs> can i introduce you to godfather three <laughs> i mean we can put two of those uh well actually just the third one uh, can I yes. introduce you to Back to the Future? Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, the, though, though there are some that I do like hit all four. Lord of the Rings. Oh, I will. We we uh, Kyle probably knew that was gonna be my top trilogy. That's my that's that's my number one. <laughs> um, 
uh, and then there's uh, do we have any Evil Dead fans here? Boomstick? Boomstick. Does Kyle even know what we're what we are referencing? Talk about our boy Ash, dude. Come on. Uh, Matrix trilogy. I was gonna say the Dylan. God damn it! Sorry. There's too many people on the internet. Apparently, use your fucking computer. My computer's off. I'm trying not have that much bandwidth. But my my fucking brother just talking up a storm over here. He's probably smooching on the internet. Matrix films. Uh, can I interest you in the Bourne trilogy? See, see, see. I actually think all three of those are all three of those are good. Mm-hmm. Um, can I introduce you in? Jesus the, Christ! It's Jason Bourne. Da, da, da. Uh, how about how about Indy one through three? I was just gonna say Indiana Jones one, two, and three. Yes. Yeah, those are all classics. I like all, all three of those. I like them for just how, even though the third one's just hilarious. So there's 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 two art artsy ones that I have to say, which, well, three. There is there there are two trilogies by Sergio Leone, the famous Western director. There is his famous Dollars tr- trilogy trilogy, which is. Fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then, and then there, and then there is his un, then there is his unofficial one, Once Upon a Time tr- trilogy, which is Once Upon a Time in the West, Once Upon a Time in in in, in America, and then it's and I think it's called Ducky Soccer. Like duck, you. you so Plot twist of a name there. Well, it's <laughs> my uh, And then my my personal choice is a little thing called the Before tr- Trilogy. Does anyone know know what the Before tr- Trilogy is? I'm not sure. So that you know familiar. Do you know the name Richard Linklater? That sounds familiar, but I don't know what the before trilogy is. So, so do do you know of Dazed and Confused? Mm-hmm. Yes. <coughs> do you know about School of Rock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those films are directed by Richard Richard Linklater, and so what this is is, is this is three films, each film made nine years apart. I think it's nine. Don't quote me on that. But it's the same amount of time be be between each film, and each film stars e, Ethan Hawke, and Ethan Hawke and Julie Del, Delpy. The 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 first the first film is that they meet on a train going going to Vienna, and they spend the night together walking around the city. The second film, uh, after however many years, they end up running into each other. Uh, they end up running into each other in uh, in in Paris uh, after he has released a book, which seems to be inspired by 
the night they spent together wandering, uh, wandering around, and 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 now both of them have, and both of them have their own have their own lives and stuff, but uh, but. But there, but 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 there's still clearly a, but there's still clearly a a flame, and he has a flight to catch back. But they spend the the time before his flight walking around par- Paris, and then I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end of that film. But in before midnight, they are now married and have kids. And uh, let's just say, uh, it's it is a movie that 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 peop, that married people watch and go, are we destined to become this? And it's one of the most like raw and I, it is one of the most raw and realistic portrayals of like human interaction and like love over time and stuff. And it's it's that that's one of the great things with with Richard Linklater is how he does things over time. Like he's 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 currently well he he shot a film called Boy Boy Boyhood, which he shot over it was like fifteen years and followed like act used the same people and he just filmed in parts over fifteen years. And Kyle, you'll you'll enjoy this one. He's currently spending twenty years on 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 and off Filming a adaptation of "Merrily We Roll Along," so he's going to have the cast age as he as he films it. That's really cool. Yeah, it's dope. Um, last trilogy I want to throw in the mix because I think it gets uh, just thrown to the wayside too much and not uh, enough respect for it being a trilogy. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean, first three. That's fair. I think it's a very three. fun. It's very fun. Like I, the, the, I had this on my list, and I was like, I might watch that this weekend. I remember watching that like the, uh, uh, for the first time when I was younger. Which, which, what's, what's the one where they're all fighting over the chest? Is it the second or the third? The second one. one. Yeah, dude. The plot twist in that, I was like, whoa. The uh, <laughs> young Dylan's like, whoa, and then I got older, and I'm like, well, I kind of saw it coming. But either way, it was fun. <laughs> the first like third, like like. The entire first act of uh, of Curse Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah, the uh, (laughs) a lot of the animatronics, the gold coins, and some other stuff from the actual movie are on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. Like that is amazing. Like when you ride on the boat, you can see a bunch of the stuff that was actually in the movie, which I think is pretty sweet. Um, we will collectively off-screen culminate a tier ranking list and put a yeah. blank one for people to use online to rank their trilogies in an S A B C D F tier. Um, Lord of the Once again, I just want to put it out there. That's <laughs> for me. Nothing's ever topping than that. I think I speak for Matt that as well or no yeah 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 and now sarah sarah's watched them um 
So yeah, you can also let us know in the YouTube comment section your favorite trilogies um, and where you would have them ranked and everything. But let's get into everybody's favorite segment. It is the streaming platform Multiverse News and Notes brought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. Now available in the Pittsburgh area. You guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, use the Kenny Tracker, see who's got ice cold gold top Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia and Pittsburgh areas. Must be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly, just like Dylan does when he's perusing the streaming platform Multiverse News and Notes. Let's take a look here, gentlemen. The first few that have popped out since we last spoke. Uh, the Disney funniest Plus one. Is raising hmm? what? <laughs> uh, well, the funniest one that I was putting in there was the Five Nights at Freddy's runtime is reportedly around three hours. Which, which I saw like, fuck off, no, like, <laughs> like, like no, like you, you. I refuse to believe. I like that. That movie should not extend past two hours, at a max. Maybe they're counting and, multiple games in one. They went Mr. Allen said one, two, who? two three. three, four, five, five nights at Freddy's, six. Like, well, that's LeBron James huh? with the Miami Heat. Not one, not two, two. not three, not four, not five. Um, we've got budget cuts in the MCU. Uh, Loki season two's budget is reportedly $143 million. To compare that to our last Marvel project, Secret Invasion's budget was $212 million. Why? <laughs> Why? Because they had to make and, the people and, green. And look what they did with that budget. Loki also confirmed six episodes. Okay. Cheers. Uh, I saw this today. I don't know how I missed it. We're apparently getting I Am Groot season two. Yeah, those fun shorts uh, from the trailer I saw. I think it's pretty interesting. The Watcher was in one of the little jump cut scenes um, from What If, so that's pretty interesting in terms of just like tying I Am Groot into like the timeline and where things fall. Obviously, I think everyone and their mothers would have thought we would have had uh, What If season two already, but. Um, we digress. That still hasn't yeah. come, and I think they're. Yeah. We talked about it. I think they're just holding on to it because of the, uh, the strike and everything. They're just waiting. Um, looking here, Louis Leterrier says his scrapped, the Incredible Hulk sequel, uh, with Ed Norton, would have had Gray Hulk and multiple Red Hulks. Quote: There was a lot of good stuff that we were planning. Interesting. The Hawks a pretty interesting character, uh, in terms of like not to be too nerdy, but like I, I remember when I like realized there was like like different versions, I was like confused because I just you you just think like big green guy, you know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. a little more than that, and I was like, well, but yeah, that's did not know that. Uh, director Jeff Rose says Into the Spider Verse paved the way for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Quote. It really made it okay for studios to take chances on a film looking unique and maybe having a little bit more sophistication and emotional maturity in its storytelling. 
Apparently that Who movie's doing really it? well um, across the board, and I'm very intrigued to, to see it myself. Um, but who would have thought? Correct, Christian. You said Disney Plus, though, raising prices? Yep. Not Damn. Disney stay taking to, to, right uh, to pull up the specific numbers. God damn. Uh, Disney. Where's it? They're like, how can we? How can we lose more money, guys? How can we lose more money? Oh, let's start a sports book. <laughs> Coming this well, month. Let's. Christ, where is it? The this, this I just came up with. Let's see if. Let's release a Halloween movie in August. Let's spend a lot of money mm-hmm. on a mid-show, and let's raise our prices. While Christian looks price. that up, I have fun news for Dylan, because we've got a new LEGO video game reportedly in the works. LEGO Harry Potter getting a new game. Ayo. Gabagoo. Uh, um, like also on my docket here, uh, we, we have been confirmed that one former president, Barack Obama, Super Smash Bros. head, plays Smash... Uh, and we also got his main that he uses when he plays Super Smash Bros. Who's he, who's he main? He shows his moves, and he's a Captain Falcon main. I respect that. I was hoping you didn't say, like, Kirby or Yoshi. <laughs> okay, Kyle. I, I found, I found the, I found the stats. So, so the, so the no-ad tiers for for Disney Plus and Hulu, are each going up three bucks. Oh boy! So, welcome to my price raising. Corporate greed so, strikes again. So, 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 in other words, no ad Disney Plus goes from eleven to fourteen, and Hulu from fifteen to eighteen, and the bundle now costs twenty five. So let me get this straight. Your last Pixar movie doesn't do well. <coughs> Release an untimely Halloween movie. Marvel is what it is, and with the show, and you raise prices, and you're not, and you're not, and your new Marvel movie is not being shown in IMAX. Yikes, <laughs> folks! There is a reason I'm canceling Disney Plus until Loki. Yeah. Um. We've got one of the funnier Letterboxd reviews of recent memory, which you can oh, follow us on Letterboxd at streamer SZN. Uh, Star of the Bear, Ayo Edibiri, gives her review on The Empire Strikes Back. Look at that. Talking about trilogies. Um, she gave it four and a half stars. Uh, watched it on, oddly enough, the anniversary of this podcast network, February 7th. Um, <laughs> here's her review. This movie is great, but I was really shocked by how ugly Yoda was. Sorry if that... Holy God God. damn it. I keep... Sorry, I'm glitching out. I'm sorry. I'm glitching. Sure, glitching. He's, glitching. He's time slipping. He's low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dylan's yeah. a Loki time, variant. I'm time slipping, right. <laughs> um, Here's her review of The Empire Strikes Back. This movie is great, but I was really shocked by how ugly Yoda was. Sorry if that pisses anybody off, but I had only seen Baby Yoda, and adult Yoda is fucking busted. (laughs) 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 That that is Hall of Fame 
letterbox review honest and that's original i really haven't heard anybody and the fact that that is her takeaway of the empire strikes back which is widely regarded as one of if not the best star wars movie (laughs) that's fantastic her takeaway (laughs) old yoda's fucking busted (laughs) kyle guess uh guess what she also shows uh shows up in that 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 just uh went went wide in theaters peter camp nice whoa nice um looking here dylan i'm going to give you your uh this was released blank years ago game of thrones edition um the spoils of war was released six years ago this week holy crap time time flies uh not really happy with that thanks kyle you're welcome (laughs) uh Warner Brothers ex-president Greg Silverman says Zack Snyder's comic book films were very profitable. You don't say. <laughs> water? Yeah. What, what, water's wet, folks. <laughs> I have some news. I started watching Boardwalk Empire. Just want to put it out there. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a show I've also been been meaning to start, so I may have to join you. Dude, Michael, Michael Shannon is... Uh, is so so yeah. D- Dylan I I have a long standing thing of Michael Shane should never not have a beard. Yeah, he's clean shaven in that. Yes, Michael Shane always needs to have a beard cuz he doesn't look good without a beard. He was in your TikTok about that, right? Yes, I looked, I, I uh, think so. Yeah. He looks literally I'm not kidding if you guys try to watch that show or anyone just get to the third episode that's when shit like I mean it's it Stuff hits the fan, but like the third episode, literally, my girlfriend and I both watched it the first time. We gasped. That's how something something that outlandish happened, and I was like, "What? Some, what? Someone, someone else who is someone else who is uh, who who is like that? Donald Sutherland. Yes, good actor too." Uh, according to Vulture, a group of VFX artists at Marvel Studios have voted to unionize. Here is the quote. For almost half a century, workers in the visual effects industry have been denied the same protections and benefits their co-workers and crewmates have relied upon since the beginning of the Hollywood film industry. This is... This is a historic first step for VFX workers coming together with a collective voice demanding the respect for what we do. Hell Insert Leo Gip here. <laughs> Insert, like, yeah, just let's go. Let's go. Uh, speaking of Disney just continuing to fuck shit up, uh, Disney has created a task force to study AI and see how it can be integrated to cut costs. Great, great. So James Cameron was right, except throw Mickey Mouse fucking ears on the Terminator. That's what we're gonna get. <laughs> so here's here's where I stand on here's where I stand on this. I don't mind AI being used to help increase our personal efficiency. Mm-hmm. I don't like AI basically uh, 
basically trying to uh, replace people actually making making the art and stuff. Uh, and Castellanos with a deep drive. Yeah, hide your kids, hide your wife. Nick Castellanos just went yard. Um, <laughs> which this might be the one that you know brings the the streamer season internet uh, culture together. Christian, I'm I'm ready for you oh, to uh, buckle in like an old movie theater roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> this comes from <laughs> Cinema Cinema Blend. Margot Robbie thinks it's lovely. The internet is obsessed with her feet. I don't feel weird about it. Oh, she said that. So, 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 all, all, I, all I'd say about this is, have you watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And did you watch what Quentin Tarantino does? Quentin Tarantino literally has film? Y- Yes, but like she, she's she's in on the joke at this point, and she doesn't give a fuck. To which Ryan Gosling, during one of their press tour interviews, g- gave a toast to Margot Robbie's feet. Cheers. <laughs> Ryan Gosling foot guy confirmed. <laughs> hey, R- R- Ryan Gosling is married to Eva Mendes, right? I believe yes. so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's, yes. 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 Quite. To the feet. <laughs> to the feet. Uh, Toby Maguire Spider Man was shown in the Venom Canon event. Uh, in Across the Spider-Verse. Interesting. Toby Maguire. I love that man. Um, And that's all I've got. Uh, let me give it a little quick check on my Discord Didn't channel. they tease us? Was the Spider-Man 4 thing debunked with Maguire, or is that still a possibility? It is, uh, they're down to do it, is basically what it is. Yeah, yeah and... And the and I'm down to write write I'm down to write a Marvel film, but that's not gonna happen. Um Name uh, your price. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, gonna say yeah, right now they might hire you. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, uh so uh we so Madam Webb is coming out next year and and is confirmed that Sydney Sweeney is playing Julia Carpenter. Mm-hmm. So we have that character. Oh, and how do we not talk about this one? HBO orders Marvel DC parody series, the franchise from Succession and Reap Writers. Ooh, I didn't see that. You didn't see that? So there we go. Uh, this this is the this is the. Uh, this is the description. The crew of an un- unloved fr- franchise movie fight for their place in <coughs> in a savage and unruly cinematic universe. The franchise shines a light on the secret chaos inside the world of superhero movie making to ask the question, what? how exactly does the cinematic sausage get, get made? Because every fuck up has an origin story. I like that. Wow. There it is. Uh, that's all we got for you guys this week. Make sure you're following us on the socials at streamer SZN, Twitter, Instagram, threads, and at streamer season pod on TikTok. Um, 
one thing because I did we talk about Fantastic Four last week? Oh no, we didn't. So re rewind that back. So do we want to talk about the rumored Fantastic Four stuff? Uh, love Mr. Fantastic and Human Torch casting. So that is alleged. So, yes. Yeah, so let's specify the names here. Rumored Mr. Fantastic, Matt Smith. Sure. Which is also very for... funny because he's the villain in Morbius. Yeah. And he was uh, the villain in Cows the Dragon. <laughs> I'm just talking and, in terms of like the. And he was Doctor Sony Who. Crossover. Yeah. Um. I think Human he's Torch. a great Mr. Fantastic. Yes. Human Torch is Kyle. Chrissy, this is for you. Joseph Quinn, sign me up. That's the most on-brand thing possible for Kyle. <laughs> sign me up. Sue Storm as is Vanessa Kirby, which I'm like, yes. Yes, this is yes. And yeah, then last... That I was happy. Uh, one thing I will say is, if we're having two British actors play Sue Storm and Reed Richards, can we just let them be British instead? They're just part you know, of MI thirteen. <laughs> that wouldn't be a terrible idea because it would make it more authentic, and they're going to be love interests as the. And then the and then the sleeper of them all. Uh, I always butcher his name. Evan Moss ba- Evan Moss Bacharach as the thing. Yeah, right? I don't hate this one either. I was hoping they would do The Rock just for memes. So it could be The Rock playing The Rock. But yep. that, I don't think The Rock could could willingly stoop to that level. Yeah, and since, since Groot is still around... Um, Vin Diesel, you know, Vin Diesel, The Rock, they don't really like each other. Um, so yeah, but the, the thing... Fantastic Four is like the Hobbs and Shaw of... But the thing talks. The thing doesn't go, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I give this alleged casting like A-. minus. I give, I give them credit too, because they went with like... <coughs> Interesting names, some like mm-hmm. more popular than others, but they went with not nobodies. Like they didn't just go with, like off the charts with people who it's their like second IMDb credit. Um, so I, I also like more Game of Thrones MCU crossover too. Also, one, Smith. one more piece of news: Barbie crossed a billion dollars, folks. Oppenheimer crossed five hundred million, right? Yep, uh, I think so. No, so there you have it. All. Let us know about the Fantastic Forecasting in the YouTube comment section, your thoughts on that. Uh, follow us, like I said, at StreamerSZN across all the social platforms and on TikTok at StreamerSZNPod. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Dylan, say that line for the sweet, sweet people. In those reviews and those YouTube comment section, you are to leave us recommendations on movies or television shows to watch next across any of the services. And then, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia to get full video episodes of this show, uh, clips, live streams, all that good stuff on our YouTube channel. And get your merch at phiapparel.co. Use code Underground for 10% off 
any and all merch orders. And this has been another edition of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. We're going to go. Is that you, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> or is that Woody Harrelson? Brothers. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go rip down a believe sign, rank some trilogies, uh, and we'll catch you guys here <laughs> next week. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. Cowabunga. See ya. Peace.